Let us turn our Bibles to the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. Verses 20 to 46. One Kings chapter eighteen verses twenty to forty six. We will not be able to read all the verses because that's a long passage. But let's read a few portions from there. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you fall between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if bear, follow him. But the people answered him, Not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls, and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces, and lay it on the wood. But put no fire under it, and I will prepare the other bull, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Tibwede tsele ni ngombe zazimuna zwili, iwo asankepo oka ngombe imozi, dipo aidule ntuli ntuli ndiguzika pankuni ntulizo. Koma osa koreza pomoto, dipo ine ndizadula ntuli ntuli ngombe inayo, ndiguika pankuni, koma sindikoreza pomoto. That you shall call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, Lord, hear me, that these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Verse 45. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, 
and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. I'm speaking on the subject stepping into revival. Stepping into revival. Revival simply means divine visitation that brings restoration. Divine visitation that brings restoration. A move of the spirit that brings awakening. A move of the spirit that brings about spiritual awakening. So when we talk of revival, it is a divine visitation that brings restoration. It is a move of the spirit that brings about awakening. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The passage we have read is part of the bigger story of the children of Israel. They had gone into apostasy. They had backslidden. Because of idol worship. The Bible says that Elijah, the Tishbite of Gilead, appeared on stage. In 1 Kings chapter 17. And verse number 1. He appeared. Acts 17 1. Appeared before Ahab. He said as the Lord God of Israel lives. Before whom I stand there shall be no dew nor rain these years. Except at my word. So in a space of three years and six months. There was no rain in the land of Israel. There was drought everywhere. And whenever there is drought, there will be what? Dryness. Hallelujah. Amen. And just as it was that time, so it is in our time. The only difference is that our own dryness is a spiritual dryness. Just as there was no rain in Israel for three and a half years, it was dry everywhere. It seems to me that spiritually speaking, we are also experiencing a dryness, a drought, a famine in our nation, in our lives, in our communities. And the situation was so desperate that time because there was no food, there were no provisions anywhere. And that should also explain the worsening 
situation of our time. There is moral degradation, chronic moral degradation in our generation. There is a spiritual apathy in our time. People are not as committed as they are supposed to. Not many Christians are praying. Not many Christians are given to holy living. Not many Christians are given to the fear of the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 13. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. We see today that there is very little hatred of evil in our time. Evil has become a new norm. It's part of life. People don't care anymore. They don't care about what God thinks. They don't care about his standards and demands. And such was the situation in the land of Israel. The land was in need of revival. The rain had to come back. Holiness has had to come back. The fear of the Lord had to come back. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. And this situation went on, as I said, for three years and six months. Until God appeared again to Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter 18. And verse number 1. Verse 1. It says that it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. That's one beautiful thing about our God. Mese. Mese. He's a God of mercy. He did not wait for Elijah. He approached Elijah because you remember what Elijah said in 1 Kings 17:1. He said, There will be no rain here unless I, Elijah, speaks again. And the man was not willing to speak for three years. Until God said, Hey boy, I want to send back rain. Present yourself before Ahab. Because I want to send rain on the earth. May God be merciful to this nation in the name of Jesus Christ. And so long story short. Elijah went to present himself unto Ahab. And when he appeared before Ahab, he said to him, I want us to meet on Mount Carmel. But don't come alone. 
you must come with the people of Israel. As well as the prophets of Baal. That have plunged this nation into idolatry. And when we get to Mount Carmel. We want to settle this matter forever. We are going to prepare offerings. But what I want is because I am alone. And my colleagues, the prophets of Bear, are 450. Let them source two booths. Because if I will be the one sourcing them, they may think that the bulls had fire inside. So let them bring the bulls. Let them identify the bulls. I don't care from where. And when they bring the bulls, let them choose the one they want to use as sacrifice. Whether they want to get the biggest and the largest, so let them get it. They want to give him the smallest, I don't care. So we will both prepare our sacrifice. And then we will call upon the name of our gods. Yes. They will call upon their bear. And the request is one. Let them, let, the, let bear bring fire to, to consume the sacrifice. And I will also call upon the Lord God of heaven. To bring fire. The God who is going to answer by fire. That is the God we are all going to worship. If it so happens that Baal brings fire. And God does not bring fire. I, Elijah, will become a worshiper of Baal. And if Baal fails to bring down fire. And it so happens that the Lord God of heaven brings down fire. Then all of us must agree to worship this God. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. You know the story. That the prophets of Baal tried their level best to plead with Baal to bring down fire, but no fire came. And the Bible says, at the time of the evening sacrifice, hmm, verse number 36, the Bible says that Elijah the prophet stepped forward and prayed a very simple prayer. It was one of the shortest prayers. Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant. 
and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. That these people may know that you are the Lord God. And that you have turned their hearts back to you again. This was, I think, not more than three minutes. And immediately, fire landed. Hallelujah. Amen. This God will answer you by fire. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear you loud? A shout of amen. Amen. Since then the fire fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. Before we continue into Looking at what we have for today. Lift your right hand. I decree this hour. May the fire of God consume every evil in your life. In the name of Jesus. May the fire of God consume stagnation. May the fire of God consume rejection. May the fire of God consume delays. May the fire of God consume curses and frustration. In the name of Jesus. Good people, can I hear you loud? A shout of amen there. Amen. The fire of the Lord fell. And consumed the burnt sacrifice. And the wood. And the stones. And the dust. Now I like this part. It leaked up the water that was in the. Now fire leaking the water. Now, instead of water putting out the fire, the fire consumed the water. Anything that looks impossible in any aspect of your life. May the fire of God consume it in the name of Jesus. May the fire of God lick it up in the name of Jesus. May the fire of God lick it up in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear loud a shout of amen? Amen. We may please be seated. What we see in this passage. How the fire came down. And how the rain came back to the earth. And the earth gave her increase. It's a picture of how we can also step into revival. Just like Israel moved from drought to rain. Just like Israel moved from famine to abundance. We also can step into spiritual revival. Malawi can step into spiritual revival. The church can step into spiritual revival. Families can also step into spiritual revival. Individuals can also so step into spiritual revival. First of all, why do we need revival? Why 
do we need revival? Four things very quickly. Number one, we are in the dispensation of compromise and lukewarmness. There's increasing and chronic apostasy in our time. In Matthew 24 and verse number 12. Matthew 24 verse 12. The Bible says Matthew 24 and verse 12. Matthew 24 verse 12. It says because lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Jesus was talking about the end times. Says one of the signs of the end times will be lukewarmness. Spiritual compromise. People not caring anymore about their spiritual lives and their relationship with God. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse number 1 Timothy put it this way. I mean, Paul, put it this way, put it this way. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. We are living in that dispensation that Paul was talking about. Where the faith of so many people is being shipwrecked. And people are giving heed to deceiving spirits. In such a time and dispensation, we need nothing but revival. We need to go back to the fire of God. We need to go back to zeal and dedication to the things of God. We need to go back to the move of the Spirit. We need to go back to the fire of the Lord. We need to go back to the dispensation of signs, wonders, and miracles. Is it making sense here? We need to go back to prayer. We need to go back to holiness. We need to go back to integrity and the fear of God. So we need revival because of the times we are in. We are in the dispensation of compromise and lukewarmness. Number two, quickly, why do we need revival? We need revival to prepare the church for Christ's return. Children of God, Jesus is coming again. He is coming again. And he's not coming for a church that is compromised. He's not coming for a church that is soiled in sin. He's coming for a church that is holy. 
A church without wrinkles. A church on fire for him. So we need revival in order to prepare the church for the second coming of Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 27. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 27. The Bible says that Jesus would want to present to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle but a church that is holy and without blemish and it will take revival for such a church to emerge. It is a glorious church. A holy church. A church without wrinkle. My God. A church without spot. A holy church. A God-fearing church. A sin and evil shining church. And for that kind of church to emerge we need a revival. And I told you what revival is. The move of the spirit. The move of God that changes lives. The move of the spirit that stirs the spirits and the hearts of men to begin to seek God in genuine repentance. It is when that happens that we'll see the church emerging holy, righteous, and without wrinkles. The Bible says, talking about Job in Job 1, verse 1, that there was a man in the land of Uz, and this man was holy blameless upright one who feared God and shunned evil we are never in a revival unless we begin to shun evil not one or two people but masses of people shunning evil then you must know that the people have experienced a revival. So we need a revival of holiness in the church. We need a revival of the fear of God in our hearts. Why do we need revival? Number three, to fast track the preaching of the gospel so that as many people as possible can turn to Christ. To fast track the preaching of the gospel so that as many people as possible can turn to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. We need revival so that we can speed up the preaching of the gospel. Because one of the things that happens when the revival comes is that there is an outbreak of signs, wonders, and miracles. When there is this move of the spirit that we are talking about, there will be many testimonies, many miracles 
not a breakthrough in people's lives. And that enhances the preaching, the spirit of the gospel. So, for example, in Acts chapter 9, verses 32 to 35, Acts chapter 9, the Bible says that it came to pass as Peter went through all parts of the country that he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lida. And Media, please, I'm waiting for you. I said 32 to 35, isn't it? Yes. There he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. So we see here that there was a sick guy and Peter said to him because Peter lived in a revival the early church was in a revival so they operated in signs, wonders and miracles not what we are seeing in our time where people come to church confused and they leave church confused Probably more confused than they came because even what the pastor is preaching does not make sense. Is it making sense here? No. It was not like that in the early church. So Enias was told in verse number 34, Peter speaking to him, he said, Enias, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwelt in Lida and Sharon saw him and hear this turned to the Lord. In a revival, there is an outbreak of signs, wonders, and miracles. And when people see signs, wonders, and miracles, they have no choice but to turn to the Lord. That way, we need a revival to fast track or speed up the spread of the gospel. Is it making sense to you? The Bible says those who dwelt in Lida, or who dwelt in Lida and Sharon, they turned to the Lord, or when they saw an eight-year burdened man, eight years, eight, Eight years bedridden. When they saw him coming out of bed without any medical intervention, they said, We have no choice but to turn to this Jesus who has healed this fellow. Is it making sense here? Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So we must all pray for revival and desire revival because we need to speed up 
the spread of the gospel in our time. Number four. Why do we need revival? To overwhelm and subdue evil in our time. To overwhelm and subdue evil in our time. It takes revival to subdue wickedness in any generation. In Acts chapter 8, verses 1-13, the Bible talks about Simon the sorcerer who lived in Samaria. Now, he was a sorcerer. But he so tormented the people there until they began to believe that he was operating by the power of God. They celebrated him as a man operating by the power of God and yet he was a sorcerer. But when Philip went down to Samaria in verses 5 to 8 of the book of Acts chapter 8 the Bible says that Philip went down to the seed of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Before that, it was Simon the sorcerer who was mesmerizing people there, bewitching them, and then once they, are, they were bewitched, they would go to him, and then he would take out the bewitchment, and they would celebrate him as someone operating by the power of God. As operating by the power of God. Verse number six. Verse six. Now hear this. The Bible says, and the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip because they heard and saw the miracles. Verse number seven. They saw unclean spirits crying with a loud voice coming out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And the Bible says that there was great joy in that city. Now what happened next? Verse number 9. Now hear this. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria claiming that he was someone great. Now, long story short, this Simon the sorcerer was put out of business. When revival comes, sorcerers are put out of business. Which doctors are also attracted to Christ to receive him as Lord and personal Savior. But when there is no demonstration of power, you look ordinary, the church looks ordinary like any other organization. 
Mungu au mwangu aoneka wawamba ngati Mungu alinalilose So even witches and wizards will be attracted to be in the church not to receive Christ but to frustrate even the little effort the church is making That is why you have witches and wizards in church leadership of many many churches because there is no fire in the church there is no power in the church is it making sense here oh yes but when there is fire in the house of god it packs out Evil packs out. Wickedness is subdued and terminated. In Acts chapter 16 verses 1 to 26. You remember the story of Paul and Silas. How that they went to Macedonia or thereabouts. And they found there a young girl who was demon possessed and some people were using her to make money because she was giving out revelations and prophecies under the influence of demons and out of that they made a lot of money. The Bible says that she had owners. So they owned her as a piece of property, as a source of income. But here it is. One day she had an encounter with Apostle Paul the Anointed. And Paul, spoke to this girl in verse number 18 of Acts 16. 16 verse 18. Mm. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And that demon under whose influence this girl was operating came out of her. That very hour. Verse 19. Please hear me. Verse 19 quickly. Now when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone. They were put out of business. When there is revival, evil is subdued. Evil is subdued. Sorceress cutters. The wicked are put out of business. Church history talks about the revival that hit was that England or Scotland. Listen to this. The owners of horses. They used to guide them using cursing words. 
very very cursing words stupid words obscene they used to use obscene language to direct their houses when revival hit and they got born again they couldn't use those words anymore and so there was communication breakdown between the horses and the owners <laughs> Evil was put out of sight. When revival landed. Is it making sense? Beer holes were closed. Because no one went there, sir. Everyone went to church. If we want to overcome evil in our nation and generation, we need a revival. We need a revival. Corruption will never stop. And you will never stop stealing. Because people that are stealing come to church, they are in church. If we say that 80% of Malawians are Christians, then they are the ones stealing. It is church people stealing. It's because the church is lacking revival. When the revival comes, stealing will not be an option. Extramarital affairs, alcohol, you, 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 you know that some of the faithful drunkards are Christians. They are drunkards. Christians, Christians are the ones that are promoting drunkenness in the nation. They go to church. But they also go to the tavern. It's true. And maybe you, you, you have a problem with alcohol. Yeah. It's because you are religious. You need revival. You come to church. What you hear in church does not make sense to you. It doesn't affect you. No, it is actually you hear it the other way around. Don't drink, you hear like go and drink. Your ears are twisted. So we need revival to subdue wickedness. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the question is. How do we step into revival? That is where now we need to go back to 1 Kings chapter 18 verses 20 to 46. How do I step into revival? What do we need to do? We can learn quite a lot from what Elijah did to bring back the rains to Israel. Because what Elijah did that resulted in the rain coming back to Israel 
is what we must do for revival to hit us in our time. So let's go to verse number 30. Of 1 Kings 18. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. That is where he started from. For the rains to come down to Israel. Elijah repaired the altar of the Lord. Because that altar was broken down. What is this altar symbolic of? The altar will speak of the heart of man. In the Old Testament, they communed with God and fellowshiped with Him on the old. It was a place of sacrifice. It, is a pla- it was a place of contact and communion with deity. Is it making sense here? Mm. And that is representative of the heart in the New Testament scheme of things. And in 1 Samuel 16, verse number 7, 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, the Bible says that God looks at the heart. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. A broken down heart signifies a heart that is living in sin. A heart full of wickedness. The Bible talks about things that defile a man that come out of his heart. Mark chapter 7. Verses 21 to 25. The Bible says, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders. Verse 22. It says, Thefts, Covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and evil eye. Can you imagine blasphemy, pride, foolishness? Says these things come from the heart of man. The heart of a person is big, is large. It can contain many things. And there's no way you can stock up all these things. And expect that you are going to have a revival. So true revival begins with heart preparation. Heart preparation. Through repentance. Through repentance. 
we need to engage in genuine repentance. Repenting for the nation. Repenting for families. Repenting for the church. And repenting for ourselves. If revival is to break out. If revival is to break out. I can tell you one thing. Malawi is a pathetic nation. Pathetic. Pathetic. And if we want to change our story, we need to engage in repentance. We need to repent. We need to repent. The levels of mediocrity existent in this nation are unparalleled, unparalleled. It's true. As a people, we behave as if we never went to school. And yet, we have very highly educated people in this nation. But the decisions we make. The way we run the affairs of the nation, how we run the affairs of the church, even how we run our own families, it's like we never went to any school at all. We have no respect for God. We have no respect for the things of the Spirit. We need repentance for revival to come. And when the revival arrives, this nation will never be the same. Our families will never be the same. The church will never be the same. The church has lost respect. And for respect to return, we need revival. When people begin to see the power of God in the church, they will begin to have respect for the church. Is it making sense? When politicians begin to notice that we are no longer depending on their money, they will begin to respect us. Is it making sense here? Mm. Heart preparation. Proverbs 23 verse 26. Proverbs 23 verse 26. The Bible says, my son, give me your heart. We need to give our hands to God. All of us. 
God said, must give our hearts to God. In total repentance. Genuine repentance. To say, Lord, forgive us and we need you to help us. We cannot help ourselves. Before rains came back to Israel. The Bible says, Elijah repaired the altar. Because the altar had been broken down. Why do we have broken systems in our country? Why do we have broken systems? Why do we have broken families? Why do we have broken churches? Why do we have broken communities? Broken individuals? It's because we are sustaining, maintaining, and celebrating broken hearts. We need to look at our hearts and give them to God. Say, Lord, here I am. Now, it begins with us as individuals. Don't look at somebody else. You have to look at yourself. And say, Lord, here I am. If a man cannot be faithful to his wife, what do you expect of politicians to their people? You are not faithful to your wife. And you are expecting that national leaders will be faithful to you. You are selfish. Why can't you be faithful to your wife? Then you can have now the moral authority to say, hey, you people. But many people who are pointing fingers at others, they are not innocent themselves. They are not innocent. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two. How do we step into revival? Number one is work on your heart. Heart preparation, engagement in genuine repentance. Giving your heart to God. Secondly, a life of order. A life of order. Revival cannot happen without order. The Bible says in verse number 31, 31, going down to 32 of 1 Kings chapter 18, 18, and Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, Israel shall be your name. Verse 32. Then with the stones there this, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two sears of seed. Verse 33. And he put the wood, look at that, in order. He put the wood in order. You see, there is a way to structure and arrange the wood. There is no way we can have revival if we are not 
intentional and systematic in approaching revival. It never works without systems. We need a systemized approach in doing things before we can have revival. So for example, if we say that prayer is needed in a revival, the issue is let us systemize the praying. Let's systemize the praying itself. Everything that needs to be done in order for revival to come must be systemized. Elijah Elijah put the wood in order. There's no order today. There's no order. There's no order in anything. The homes are upside down. Including the homes of children of God. Who should know how to do things and how to live in marriage, how to raise children, how to handle husband, how to handle wife. It's, it's like anything goes. No order. No order. Come to the church. No order. No order. Come to the nation. No order. It's like free for all. When revival was to come, the altar was built and the wood was arranged in order. He said, the Bible says, Elijah put the wood in order. How is your life? If I may ask, because order must begin at individual level. You are the wood that must be on the altar. But you must be there in an orderly fashion. To what extent are you observing order in your life? Do you have a plan for your life? What is your prayer time? Order. How many chapters am I reading of the Bible every day? Order. Looking at my income, how much am I committing to give to the house of God this year, this month, this week? Order. You see that as an individual believer, you are too disorganized. You pray two hours today. 
Tomorrow, no prayer. Tuesday, no prayer. Wednesday, 30 minutes. Thursday, night of prayer. Friday, no prayer. Saturday, no prayer. Your life is zigzag. There is no order. There is no order. The moment you discard, neglect, and ignore order, just know that you are not a candidate for revival. It takes order to have revival. Can you see here what is happening in this storm? That before Elijah prayed, there were several things that were put in order. The altar was built. And even for him to build the altar, he had to get 12 stones. So the first thing he did was to pick 12 stones. Arrange the stones in order. Use them to build the altar. And then he put the wood in order. And then he took the sacrifice. And put it on the wood. Some of you, in your confusion, you would have started with putting the sacrifice first. And then bring the wood on top of the sacrifice. But in the case of Elijah, he started with the wood. And then the sacrifice. And then water was poured on the sacrifice. And actually, before that, he dug a trench around the altar. I don't know if I have time to talk about that, because that speaks of separation. Remember, there were prophets of Baal there. So he needed to dig a trench around the altar. So that the altar is not contaminated. You need to put in place safeguards for your heart. So that your heart and your life is not contaminated. It is after he did all this. That the man now began to pray to God. And when he prayed, he didn't need to pray for one hour. About a few minutes, fire. Because he took time to prepare, putting things in place. Hallelujah. Amen. So many people today have entered into marriage unprepared. Unprepared. Entered into business unprepared. We are business also consecra. That's why this thing is not working. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. A life of order. Putting systems in place. How do I structure myself in order to achieve what I want to achieve? That's a life of order. Number three. Sacrifice. There is no revival without sacrifice. 
There is no revival without sacrifice. The man Elijah prepared a sacrifice. He prepared a sacrifice. You want revival, you need to believe in sacrifice. You have to subscribe to a life of sacrifice. The sacrifice of praying for many hours is one example. There is no revival without extended prayers. And you can't pray that long if you don't sacrifice your time. Many of us are too busy to pray long. Our prayers are 20 minutes. 30 minutes. 45 minutes religious prayers. Yes, praying while yearning and looking at the time and if you hit 60 minutes you pat yourself at the back but there is no change you know your problem is you are not willing to sacrifice no one will experience revival look at the revivals that took place in history they were products of extensive praying, extensive fasting, and heavyweight holiness. Many, many sacrifices. Is it making sense? Mm. I'm asking you, is it making sense? Yes. What I now. When you say it is not working, the question you have to ask is, what has been your sacrifice? What has been your investment in the thing you are talking about? What is your investment? What price have you paid? Revival requires us to pay the appropriate price. Number four, the ministry of the word of God and the spirit of God. If we want to step into revival, we need both the word of God and the spirit of God to be at the center of it. We see in this passage that after Elijah had arranged everything, he asked the people to fill the water pools with water and to pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And they did this three times so that in verse number 35 the water ran all around the altar and he also filled the trench with water. And scripturally speaking water signifies 
the word of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Water. Water signifies or is symbolic of the spirit and the word. The Bible says Isaiah 55 verse 1. Oh, everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters. Isaiah 55 verse 1. In John 7 verse 37 to 39. If anyone be thirst, let him come to me and drink. And by that he meant the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26. Ephesians 5 verse 26. The Bible says that Jesus is sanctifying and cleansing the church with the washing of water by the word. So the water that he's talking about there is the word. So every child of God therefore must be in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship, deep fellowship, extended hours of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Not only that, we must expose ourselves continually to the world by reading our Bibles on daily basis, reading spiritual books written by anointed men and women of God. And listening to sermons. That is why we keep our sermons on social media. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Podbean, on Podcast. Listen to those messages. Listen to them. Revival comes from the word of God. Revival comes from the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Quickly, number five. Strategic prayers or a lifestyle of prayer. A lifestyle of prayer. Elijah prayed for revival, for the fire to come, for the rain to come. So the rain of revival, the fire of revival cannot come without the engagement of prayers. And these should be heartfelt prayers. These should be desperate prayers. These are not prayers that we pray with the thinking that if God does not answer, we know what next to do. You know, some people, when they are praying for financial breakthrough, what they tell themselves is, if God does not give me financial breakthrough, I know where to borrow. So the prayer is not serious, the prayer is not desperate. Elijah prayed, we must also pray. And we must engage, hear this, in all kinds of prayers. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, give it to me in NIV. Ephesians 6, verse 18. 
Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Ephesians 6 verse 18. It says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with what? All kinds of prayers and requests. So, prayers are of many kinds. And the Bible says we must engage in all kinds of prayers. All kinds of prayers to bring down revival. Number six. Consistency. Everything we have talked about. That should be steps into revival. Must be done with consistency. Look at Elijah. When he's pouring water, he does not do it once or twice. He's doing it a couple of times. When he's praying <laughs> for the rains, in verses 41 to 46, he prayed seven times. And he was willing to pray many more times. Consistence. Insistence. Persistence. Staying on. Staying on. If the answer does not come, I'm not moving away from here. Jacob said, If you don't bless me, I will not let you go. And that angel tried to break his thigh. He said, you may break my thigh, but I will still hold on to you. The angel said, leave me for the day breaks. Jacob said, let it break, we are still here. Until you bless me. And the man said, okay, boy, what is your name? He said, I am Jacob. He said, from today, your name is no longer Jacob. You are now Israel. Because you have fought with God and you have prevailed. He left the place limping but blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. We need consistency. Consistency. You see, a prayer for revival is not a prayer you pray once. You take yourself to the mountain. And you say, eh. Brethren, we are praying for revival today. And then you think that is it. You go back home. And you think that revival will come. No, it has to be continuous. If it is going to the mountain, go there consistently until something breaks out. 
I read the story of a fellow. Who received an instruction from the Lord to leave employment. So he left employment. So he said, what, are, what am I going to be doing? So he said, when my friends go to the office, I'll go to the secret place of prayer. To pray in tongues. Yes. So as his friends were going to the office at 8, he would go for prayer. Until 5. He was doing just one thing. Monday to Friday. Praying in tongues. Then first month. Passed. Second month. Five months. Six months of doing the same thing. Something began to happen. One day, he went for a church service to attend. There was a conference somewhere, so he went to attend that convention. So where he sat, just next to him was a cripple. And the man of God is preaching like I'm preaching. And then the Lord said to him, pray for this one. He's going to be, I want to heal this one. Ah, Lord, I've just come here. Somebody is preaching. If indeed I pray for this fellow and he jump, he jumps out of the wheelchair here. There'll be commotion here. And they'll be saying, What is who is this guy? But God kept insisting. Insisting. And he turned to the fellow. And he said, do you know that God can heal you? Now. And he laid hands on the fellow. And the fellow jumped up. Commercial in the place. Power landed. But it came after how many months of praying in tongues every day, six months. So he says in that book that I stumbled into power by accident. <laughs> he was just enjoying praying in tongues. Not knowing that something was boiling. You see, if you want God to use you in a certain way, you need consistency of doing certain things, especially prayer, fasting, reading the Bible, reading books, listening to sermons. But this thing you are doing of just giving God a drop of fellowship. It just uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
That's not how we deal with God. Can I say this to you? God needs our time. Let us give him attention. Proverbs 2 verse 1 to 3. Proverbs 2 verse 1 to 3. Let us, says my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to with. Now, that word incline signifies attention. Incline. You can't do that when you are rushing to do some things. I don't know where. Incline. Incline. That means you have to stay there until he speaks. But you whether he speaks or not I am gone Jesus I will see you later I have got other things to do young man I haven't spoken to you it doesn't matter so life is operating by trial and error consistency is needed Consistence. The last one before we rise to pray. Number seven. Spiritual sensitivity and revelation. Spiritual sensitivity. You see, before the rains could come, I read with you 1 Kings 18, verse number 1. That God said to Elijah, Present yourself unto Ahab because I will send rain on the earth. What would have happened if Elijah had not picked what God was saying? If he was not spiritually sensitive. Many times we have delayed our breakthroughs because of spiritual deafness. When God spoke, we didn't pick it. So if you are Elijah, you will continue in hiding. Five years has passed. Five years has passed. What's going on? When, when at three years God had spoken to say, hey, present yourself unto Ahab, you didn't hear it. You see, God is always speaking. The problem is we are usually not hearing. The God we serve is a God of secrets and revelations. And he has a secret for every breakthrough you need in life. The question is, 
did you hear him the last time he spoke? You may be suffering. You may have delayed your testimony. Maybe because you missed his voice. I pray for you today. That the Lord God of heaven is opening your spiritual ears to hear his voice in the name of Jesus. Please rise on your feet. Let's appreciate him, everyone. Give God thanks. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. A shout. Let's celebrate the Lord. Lift your voice. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We worship you. Thank you, Lord, for ministering unto us. We glorify you. We honor you. We adore you. We magnify you. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We worship you, Lord. Blessed be your name. We appreciate you, Lord. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we thank you, we glorify you, we honor you, we celebrate you, we appreciate you, Lord. Glory to your name, glory to your name, glory to your name, glory to your name. We give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory. Glory to your name. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you thanks and we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We worship you. We glorify you. We honor you. We adore you. We magnify you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. We worship you. We adore you. We magnify you. We honor you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Be glorified. We honor you. We adore you. Ritekeya bababa. Sandaraba. Satakadabababa. Zakate yanderebaba. Ritekedebe sandaraba. Zakayabu sandaraba. Rikateke yanabababa. Randiribe zikete yanaba. Rapakaya bababa. Rindiribe zikatayababa. 
Pray for revival, pray for revival, pray for revival. Your own revival, church revival, national revival. Revival in your family. Father, we pray for revival in our lives, O Lord. We pray for revival in our families. We pray for revival in our church, O God. We, we need revival, revival Lord. We, pray we for need revival. revival in our nation, O Lord. Revive us again. Revive us again, revive us again. Revive your church, revive our nation. Revive our families, revive us, Lord. We need revival, we need revival, we need revival. Father, we need revival in our lives. Father, we need revival in our families. Father, we need revival in our churches, oh God. Father, we need revival in our churches. In the mighty name of Jesus. We need revival in our lives, O oh God. We need revival in our lives, O oh God. We need revival at personal level. We need revival. Revive us, O oh Lord. Revive us, O oh Lord. Revive us, O oh Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Let there be revival. Let there be revival. Let there be revival in our families, O God. In our churches, O God. In our nation. Revive us, O Lord. 
Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us. Revive us. Revive us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Revival, 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 revivals. Revive us. Revive us. Revive us. Revive us, Lord. We need revival. We need revival. Fire revival. Prayer revival. Spiritual revival. Revival, 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 revive your church, revive your church, revive your church, revive our nation. Revive our nation. Revive our nation. We need revival. We need revival. We need revival. We need revival. 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 Revive our lives. Revive our families. Revive our economy. Revive us, Lord. Revive your church. 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 Revive. 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 Revive your church. Lika Karabasaya. Revival of your fire, of your power, of your glory, in the name of Jesus, revival of the gifts of the Spirit, revival of signs, wonders, and miracles, in your church, 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 in your church. Revival. 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 Revival.
Revive your church, Lord. Revive your children, Lord. Revive us, Holy Father. Revive us, Holy Father. Revive of fire. 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 Take revive of fire. Receive revival fire. Receive revival fire. Receive revival fire. Take it, take it, take it, take it. One, two, three. Revival fire. Revival fire. Revival fire. Revival fire. Revival fire. Shakata ragata la ba 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 Yakata ragadele bo 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 sa. Shakata ragade bakata ragade. Shakata ragada la ba 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 sa. Fire the Holy Ghost. Take the fire. Take the fire. Take the fire. Makata ragadele bo suta ragadaya. Sin is broken. Bad habits are broken. Sin is breaking. Bad habits are dismantled. Yokes are broken. 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 In the name of Jesus. Revival. Out. 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 In the name of Jesus. Shakata Ragadala Baba Kataragade. Revival, 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 revival. Revival, revival, revival. Revival, revival, revival. Everyone pray for revival, revival, revival. Shakata Ragadi. Father Holy Ghost. Shakata Yakata Ragadere Receive your miracle. In the name of Jesus. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Shakata Ragadala Baba 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 Baba
Lift your hands. From today, your hands are handling mighty things. Your hands will experience revival. Revival in the works of your hands, revival in your careers, revival in all that concerns your life. In the name of Jesus. Every form of dryness is destroyed in the name of Jesus. No more spiritual dryness. No more ministerial dryness. No more career dryness. No more family dryness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Receive the fire. Take the fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Let the river flow. 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 Let the river. The river. The river. The river. The river. The river. The river is flowing. The river of life. The river of revival. The river of revival. The river of revival. The river of revival. Tap 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 Shakata ragada la basa. 